Hello and welcome to this week's podcast version of Scripps' Five Must Know Things, this time for the Business Week ended 6th November 2020. This is Ian Haydock. No surprises that the US presidential election features this week, along with a major oncology acquisition, the use of AI in the hunt for COVID drugs, progress in atopic dermatitis, and the opportunity for pharma to rebuild its reputation amid the pandemic. While the outcome of voting is now clear, legal challenges to the results of the US presidential election remain, creating some uncertainty for the pharma industry. In an article written before Democratic contender Joe Biden gained more than the required 270 electoral college votes, Kathy Kelly notes that the biopharma sector faces extended planning challenges if the future policy environment remains unclear. Contests to the election could also lead to an exacerbation of civil unrest, which could potentially disrupt ongoing industry activities such as clinical trials and manufacturing, a paper by the Chertoff Group Risk Management Consultancy said. It advised that organisations or offices operating on site should review shelter-in-place and evacuation procedures, ensure business continuity plans are up-to-date, and include possible loss-of-facility events, and also consider whether critical activities could be transferred to another site. As it has done before, the career leadership at the US FDA is expected to focus on keeping the review and approval trains running on time, despite any period of uncertainty or disruption. The article notes that if Biden wins, a delay in resolving the election could also hamper deployment of his transition team and key appointments, more so than if Trump had won a second term. The pricing threat could also be more serious if Biden becomes president because he has expressed support for government price negotiation in Medicare, which is the centerpiece policy of HR3, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's draconian drug pricing bill. HR3 would set up a federal negotiation process requiring a drug's price to be set between the lowest price in six high-income countries and 120% of the average price across those countries. The resulting price would apply to Medicare and the private market. However, drug pricing may not be a front-burner issue for Biden. His near-term agenda is likely to focus more on broader economic and social issues, such as another COVID relief package and implementation of his ambitious Build Back Better infrastructure plan, Cohen political analyst Chris Kruger predicted during a 23rd October discussion during the virtual Biopharma Congress. A note here that our affiliated publication, The Pink Sheet, is providing comprehensive coverage of the impact of the election. There's a special topic page on the Pink Sheet site and you can set up alerts for future stories. And also please join us for a discussion of the impact of the election on the biopharma sector as part of the FDA CMS Summit on December 7th to 9th, for which registration is now open. Just four months after signing a licensing deal for one of Kiadis Pharma's modified natural killer cell therapies, Sanofi has offered 308 million euros to acquire the Dutch biotech, a bid that has the unanimous support of the latter's board. The offer represents a premium of 272% over Kiadis's closing price on 30th October and 200% over the 90 trading day average. The Amsterdam headquartered company said it believes the offer is a fair reflection of Kiadis's potential given the risk-reward typical to a biotech company and the capital required to execute its business plan. 
Sanofi R&D chief John Reed agreed, saying that Kiadis's allergenaic or off-the-shelf NK cell technology platform will have broad application against liquid and solid tumours and create synergies with Sanofi's emerging immuno-oncology pipeline. Kevin Grogan reports that the deal represents a turnaround in the fortunes of Cadis, since the discontinuation of its stem cell transplant adjunct ATIR101 at the Phase 3 stage in 2019. That move was prompted by the European Medicines Agency telling the firm it was likely to recommend against conditional marketing authorisation of the therapy, which was to be used to deplete T-cells that would cause graft-versus-host disease, as an adjunct to hematopoietic stem cell transplantation in adults with late-stage blood cancer. Cadis restarted early in 2020 as an entirely new company, focused solely on the proprietary NK cell platform obtained through the acquisition of Cytosan Therapeutics last year. CEO Arthur Lahr said the Sanofi offer is a clear testimony to the uniqueness of our NK cell platform and the rapid success of Cadis's transformation. The transaction will provide excellent career opportunities for our employees who will be viewed by Sanofi as their internal cell therapy experts. Alaric Diaman writes that artificial intelligence and machine learning has allowed for the identification of a number of compounds with potential use in treating COVID-19. But the results from those that have made it into clinical development have been mixed, both for drugs repurposed as antivirals against SARS-CoV-2 and as anti-inflammatory agents. Presentation at the 30th October AI Cures Drug Discovery Conference, sponsored by MIT, looked at graph neural networks for identifying drug repurposing opportunities for COVID-19. AI Cures is one of multiple efforts around the world to use computers to find potential therapies, which include the use of the world's fastest supercomputer, Fugaku, in Japan. The traditional methodologies that rely on development and iterative development of drugs are really not feasible these days, and so we need new strategies that can rapidly identify repurposing opportunities, said presenter Marinka Zitnik, a specialist at Harvard University. The effect of a drug is not really limited only to molecules to which the drug directly binds in the human body, she said. Rather, it's that the effect of drugs propagates through underlying biological networks. Similarly, she noted that diseases may not exist independently of one another, but may share a number of genes despite their distinctiveness. And so, because of that, the effect of a drug on a disease is inherently a network phenomenon, she explained. Zinnick's team has focused on around 900 drugs screened in Vero E6 cells, as well as those under clinical development. This was further narrowed down to 77 drugs that successfully reduced viral infection, of which 76 did not bind to proteins targeted by SARS-CoV-2, thus indicating they rely on network-based actions. It is possible that some drugs that lacked activity in Vero E6 cells may nevertheless show efficacy in human cells, like loratadine. This inhibited viral activity in the human cell line CACO239, Zitnik told Scrip. Her study ranked loratadine at position 95, but showed it actually had no effect on Vero E6 cells. Days after Olimiant, which is baricitinib, became the first JAK inhibitor to be approved in Europe for atopic dermatitis, Eli Lilly and Partner Insight have presented more positive data on the drug and highlighted its potential as a treatment for alopecia. 
The US giant gave little funfair to the European Commission's approval for Olimiant for the treatment of adults with moderate to severe atopic dermatitis who are candidates for systemic therapy. The green light was a swift one given that a positive opinion was only issued at the end of September. The drug, which has been on the market in the EU since 2017 for rheumatoid arthritis, is the first medicine for the condition, also known as eczema, that patients can take orally. The EU approval, the first global thumbs up for Olimiant in this indication, was based on Lillian Insight's extensive Phase 3 Breeze AD programme, and the companies presented new long-term data at the Virtual European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology Congress held from 29th to 31st of October. At the start of Breeze AD3, 46% of respondents and partial respondents on 4 mg of baricitinib had a VIGA AD score of 0 or 1, while 40% had a score of 0 or 1 after 68 weeks of continuous therapy, and there were also similar positive results for the 2 mg dose. Lewis Malbris, head of immunology development at Lilly, said, We are encouraged by the long term efficacy and safety data. Kevin Grogan writes that the eczema market is a highly competitive one, and Olimian could soon be joined by rival JAG inhibitors such as AbbVie's Rinvoc, which is Apodacitinib, and Pfizer's Abrocitinib. Analysts at Jeffries issued a note on 13th October based on a call with one expert who said that while the DAC inhibitors offer the added bonus of oral convenience, Sanofi and Regeneron's subcutaneous interleukin-4 and IL-13 receptor antagonist Dupixent, which is Dupilumab, is likely to remain the treatment of choice thanks to its favourable risk-benefit profile. In the alopecia area, Lillian Insight also presented positive data for Olimiant in this indication at the fall clinical dermatology meeting from the Phase 2 portion of BRAVE AA1, an ongoing Phase 2-3 study evaluating the drug in the autoimmune disorder, which can cause unpredictable hair loss on the scalp, face and other areas of the body. Finally, Jessica Merrill writes in an article with Interactive Infographics that the farm industry has found itself in a place few could have imagined at the start of the year, fulfilling the role of scientist hero, trying to end a global pandemic. The industry now hopes that success will offset some of the bad press it has built up over decades. Novartis CEO Vas Narasimhan called it a remarkable, perhaps once-in-a-generation opportunity back in April during the company's first quarter earnings call. In other interviews, many industry leaders and outside observers told Scrip they are cautiously optimistic that the industry's response to COVID-19 could create an inflection point in its interactions with the public. And they said that industry's efforts are also motivated mostly by a genuine desire to end the pandemic rather than commercial opportunity. Most of us got into this field because we were excited about the opportunity to make an impact on human health. And there are lots of other professions we could have chosen, Roche Pharma CEO Bill Anderson said. Industry's reputation problem has been earned over decades, from the denote drug scandal in the 80s, pricing of HIV and AIDS drugs, and the perception of pharma greed and marketing might. The 21st century so far has been marked by major scientific advancement, but the high cost of drugs has made a lasting impression. Changing the public dialogue around pharmaceuticals from prices and co-pays to science and innovation has been a top priority for the industry for several years now, 
but a safe and efficacious vaccine for COVID-19 could do what no industry advertising campaign could ever do on such a large scale. Renew faith in maintaining a well-funded industry that can deliver valuable medicines in a crisis. That's all for this week. Many thanks for listening and don't forget to sign up, sign in and set up to get access to these stories in full and much more digital content. Links to these articles are also given in the companion article for this podcast. Bye for now.